two testing testing one two record hey everybody welcome to another episode of the miami comedy podcast i'm your host manny garavito and i go live every single day to talk to you guys about i don't know to be honest i mean i think jerry seinfeld said it best comedy or the show seinfeld itself is a show about nothing is this show about nothing i don't know i don't really know what the show is about, to be honest, guys, but I go live anyway. Since the beginning of March, I've been going on live to see what's up with you guys. Uh, TRXL, MG Orchids, yo, Big Jish, welcome. Ceci Rome, uh, Meadow, Ahem, Alex, welcome back. Rob Motorsports, hey guys, what's up, man? Welcome to the chat. So, in case you guys are brand new, I'm seeing some new names here. We go live every day, and you guys get to to decide what we talk about. Now, I start off the conversation for you because I know sometimes you get on here and you don't even know what to talk about. Like you just, you guys just sign up just to see what the fuck is going on. Be like, this guy's live again. When is he gonna get tired of going live? The answer is never. No, that's not true. I actually took a week off last week. But my point is this, to start off the conversation, did you guys see the fight? Did you see the fight last night? It's all over my fucking timeline. I don't know what kind of accounts you follow, but my meme, account only follows other meme accounts and it's nothing but fucking people talking about last night's fight you know hang on let me switch over here to 5g hang on guys this is embarrassing comcast that my 5g from at&t is faster can't believe it how was the fight last night everybody i heard things i seen things uh, I heard that somebody got knocked out within like what the first or second round or something like that. I don't know. Do you guys, you guys still get excited about boxing matches? Aren't they all rigged? Put it in the chat. Do you guys think boxing matches are rigged? I think the only real boxing that occurs are the ones you never heard of, right? Like if you go to a fucking warehouse in Hialeah, that's real boxing because no one gives a fuck, right? You got five $10 bets in there, but when you got 50 grand, 100 grand bets, you got to rig that shit, man. This is this, it's easy money. You know, how, how easy must it be to rig a boxing match? I'm assuming it goes a little something like this. Somebody walks up to the manager and or boxer and goes, all right, look, man, I got $5 million to burn. So uh, let's do this. I'll give you 2.5 million if you just drop within the second round. And then I'm going to go bet the other 2.5 million and flip it back. <laughs> I will make 2.5. No, I'm going to make another 5 million. So I'm going to flip 5 million to 7.5 million with your help. Come on, man. Come on, that's, it's that simple, right? And then you go on, right? The camera's on you. Everybody's all excited. You go in, in there and then you just wait. It was like, all right, I'm going to have to, maybe, perhaps, maybe the opponent doesn't even know that you, you, you're rigging the match, right? And then, like, your opponent's just, like, going up, like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. And this guy's like, I got to drop somewhere soon. <laughs> bing, bing. Ugh. Right? You fall down, you take a breather, and now you're $2.5 million richer. And you fooled an entire country. These guys really thought I was going 100%. If the A only knew, I'm still hard, I dropped it for the money. I mean, did you guys think it was rigged? These guys are already rich ones. An NBA player, the other is a YouTuber. I heard. But wait. All right, look, to be honest, I didn't even know there was a boxing match happening. Um, MG Orchids. 
All right. I didn't even know that an NBA player and a YouTuber got in a ring to box. Like, how did that happen? Is that like part of the contract that like YouTube says, like, look, man, next year you're going to have to get into a boxing match. Who am I fighting? Some guy from the NBA. Represent YouTube properly because the NBA is going down since the beginning of 2020. YouTube is on, <laughs> YouTube is on the come up. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you know how they should have advertised that match? They should have said NBA versus YouTube in the boxing ring. Who will win? YouTube is going to win because it's all online. The NBA, you need an audience, man. <laughs> we haven't had an audience gather around for an NBA match since, 19, since 2019. YouTube wins. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> What's up, Rivers? Very possible. Uh, they were going 100%. I didn't see it, to be honest, guys. I'm just trying to start off the show. What's up, Hauser? What's up, PD Queen? Cash Money, Denaro. <laughs> it's a V. Knock the fuck out. Nate Robinson. Yeah, that was his name. Best daily stream. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, so I don't know, man. One thing I've realized about uh, boxing matches is that when it's a quick match and somebody gets knocked out fast, it's exciting when you're not there. Because if I bought a $100, $200, $300 ticket and the boxing match is underwhelming like what I saw last night, where they get knocked out in the first, second, or third round. It's like, fuck, man, that sucks, man. I wanted to see a match. I wanted to see a real fight, right? And all of a sudden, you kind of felt like you you lost money. It's like, I shouldn't have gone to this shit. And everybody on the internet just waits for the results. It's like, hey, man, you're going to go watch the fight? You're going to pay for the pay-per-view? Are you going to wait in line to go to a bar to watch this boxing match? Nah, man, I'm going to see the memes in a few minutes. Who needs to pay for boxing matches these days when the internet will give it to you for free? They'll give you the highlights. You don't have to wait around with a guy's fucking going like this and avoiding a, that shit's boring, right? The real excitement of a boxing match is when someone starts like striking and the guy goes down. So I really think that the internet has brought down boxing to the point where it's not even fascinating uh, to go see it live. But you know what is fascinating for some reason, guys? YouTube is better than the NBA. I think so too. Because eventually what you see in the NBA will be highlights on YouTube. You know? Uh, Brickle Batman says that happened to Tyson in the early 90s. With no internet, Tyson will finish the fight in less than one minute. Bro, but Tyson is a fucking... Tyson is a beast, man. Like, there's something about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson looks like a fucking comic book villain. There's just something about that guy. Like, he's such a character. He's got the lisp... And he's got that crazy look in his eye. Like Mike Tyson has that look like he'll probably murder somebody. You know what I mean? Maybe even his past life he has or something, but it's just something about Mike Tyson, man. He's got that look. And you know, when he got that tribal face tattoo, it only added to the craziness. It's just wild. And then like he tries to get in touch with a sense of humor. It's like, nah, I'm not falling for it, Mike. You look like a crazy motherfucker, man. Like, I like how he goes online and tries doing, like, skits and sketches for comedy and shit. It's like, ah, no, I'm not falling for it. Like, I don't want to laugh at his stuff. Like, if Mike Tyson told me a joke, I, I'd, I'd be, like, skeptical. I'd be like, I, I better laugh. <laughs> You're so funny, Mike. Sweating bullets. Oh, God, it's fucking... Did he leave? Did he leave? Fuck. You know what is fascinating about boxing guys? Seeing somebody get knocked out. You know, what's up, Kirsten Blessings? Welcome back. 
Heart One Fan 305. Welcome, welcome, guys. We're here talking about last night's boxing match, which I didn't see. I didn't even know there was a boxing match last night. How the hell do you get two old people and two young people fighting like that? NBA versus YouTube versus old school boxers. And how do you get Mike Tyson to get to who who sponsored this? Like what 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 was the name of the show, guys? Fill me in. What was the who was behind the whole thing? And Snoop Dogg was like commentating on the fight. I didn't even know. Who, bro, they didn't even promote this thing. I don't think they had to. Tyson trains for his trains with wild tigers. What? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean by that, Alex? Uh, Tyson trains on his tigers? Runs the train on his tigers? I don't know what you're talking about. Heat One Fan 305, welcome to the chat. Oh, Tyson fights with his wild tigers. Maybe. He might, you know. Tyson is just... So wild dude, he smokes a lot of weed. I actually read somewhere on the internet, so you know it must be true, that Mike Tyson smoked weed before he got in the ring. Now, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I smoke weed, I get sleepy. I don't know how the fuck somebody like that has the audacity to go into a boxing match uh, high as fuck. Like, wouldn't that make you KO more? <laughs> when you get knocked out, if you were high and somebody just gave you like a little tap, right, in the wrong place, it's just like, yo, fuck it, man, I'm tired. Knockout. You know what? I always feel bad for people that get knocked out, man. The internet, you know, the internet is just so mean whenever somebody gets knocked out, whether in UFC or in boxing, man. Like, there was so many memes that came out within minutes of this match. And, and even today, like, I woke up today, my entire timeline was nothing about memes about uh, this guy getting knocked out, you know? If you go in high, you feel no pain. Oh, is that what you think it was? Like, oh, I'm not going to feel this? Well, I don't know, man. Weed gets me sleepy. So I think a knockout will occur a lot more faster. But yeah, my entire meme page today was nothing but fucking knockouts. And for some reason, I feel bad. What's up, young coder? I feel bad for people when they get knocked out, man. Because it's like, come on, bro. Somebody just got hurt really bad. You know what I mean? Somebody just got hurt extremely bad. And... And he's just fucking knocked out and everybody's laughing. Ah, they got knocked out. That's hilarious. And then when you look at YouTube, when you look at world star fights, people love seeing that shit. It's like, ah, get knock him out. Knock his ass out. Bing! Got him. It's, it's almost like, you know, when you watch like uh, Dragon Ball Z, right? And then like one of the uh, Dragon Ball characters is about to shoot like that fucking fireball that's going to like kill the main guy. And then before he shoots it, like you got all the spirits coming in, like all the spirits from previous Dragon Ball Z characters coming in and going, ah! and you got the whole lineage of people shooting the fireball. That's what people are like when it comes to knockouts. Everybody thinks they're behind the person about to, to knock the other person out. Everybody in the Instagram and meme world just get behind the guy, the fighter. Ah! Knockout, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets excited to see a knockout, man. I feel bad. You know, I don't know why seeing somebody go to sleep uh, when somebody else does it. I don't know why that is so fascinating for people, man. Poor guy, you know? When have you seen somebody going to sleep and everybody else getting excited? I, I think the only reason why knockouts are so fascinating is because somebody made the other person go to sleep. Mothers make their babies go to sleep all the time. They sing lullabies. They feed it breast milk. Yo, that baby is going to sleep, yo. That baby sleep. <laughs> 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 
Rockabye baby on a sleep, baby, sleep. Oh! Yo, this is a narcoleptic motherfucker, man. This guy falls asleep for no reason. Watch, he's gonna fall asleep in the middle of brunch. Watch this. Oh, shit, knock the fuck out. Narcolepsy's a bitch, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think uh, would actually want to fight Tyson and win? Who do you think would want to fight Tyson and win? McGregor. McGregor is the kind of crazy that he would be. He would talk shit and fight Mike Tyson. As a matter of fact, Mike Tyson and McGregor should go in on the ring, man. That would be something to watch. You know, last night just goes to show that the doors are about to open, that we're going to start having celebrity deathmatch. You guys remember that? What's up, Stephania? You remember that show from MTV, Celebrity Deathmatch, where claymation celebrities would hit on the ring, I mean, would get on the ring, and then they would fight each other, not necessarily to the death, but I think like those that want to be known as like fit or those that want to be known that like, ah, I'll knock them out, right? Like now what we're seeing is like this whole new generation of artists becoming so irrelevant that the next step is to fight each other. <laughs> Dude, because I, I was talking about this since the beginning of March. I made a list. I went on live and one of the shows I did was I was like, what do you think is going to change after the pandemic? And one of the things I wrote on the list is a lot of pop stars are going to become irrelevant because real life is happening to everybody now. We're not comfortable to the point where we can enjoy pop stars. It's going to come to a point where we're going to be like, yo, we don't really need to make the Kardashians famous anymore, guys. Like, I think we're a little more woke than that. Uh, and then what happened? They canceled the Kardashians. Why? Because talking about the Kardashians when real life is happening is irrelevant. Okay. So now pop stars are feeling it too. They can't go on tour. They're not getting hired as much. So now it's like, okay, now we got to fight each other. <laughs> now we got to get on the ring and we got to fight to stay relevant. And that's what you're seeing right now, man. You know what I mean? Uh, Big Jish says, I was thinking the same thing. McGregor is just nuts enough to try it. I like McGregor because he's a character. He goes and he talks a lot of shit and he instigates. So he's like that primetime shit talker. And that kind of instigation is what gets a match exciting because he does, he, he's the kind of person that he would instigate a fight. And then, when he, and then if he loses, he's still cocky enough to act like it didn't happen. I got knocked out. When? I don't remember that shit. Anyways, who am I fighting next? Mike Tyson. Yo, tell Mike Tyson I'm going to fuck him up. <laughs> Mike Tyson knocks him out. <laughs> hey, hey, that was nothing, man. I let him win. And then he gets on the plane with a duffel bag full of money. Uh, boxing is weak. I don't know. I, I like boxing. I think boxing is one of those... Uh, is one of those things that it's a skill you can use when somebody wants to fuck with you and then you just surprise them. Because most of the times from what I've seen, guys, I mean, I've never really gotten in a fight, to be honest, uh, except maybe when I was like in middle school. But w I've seen a lot of fights. I've stopped a lot of fights. Uh, I've talked myself out of a lot of fights. And one thing that I've noticed about fights is that uh, it's usually it usually involves a, a, a drunk person. Bro, I, someone run a statistic. I think most I think most fights start with alcohol. Because like, if you're rational, you don't really get in fights. It's like, it, it's when you're drunk that you're like, yo, I'm gonna fuck you up, man, right? Everybody wants to fight when they're drunk. So if, if you could just like do like one thing to like outsmart the drunk guy that wants to fight you, you can already, you could finish the match easily from what I've seen. You know what I mean? Because most drunk people, it's like, I'm gonna beat you with sheer brute force. 
And then that one boxer that just knows enough footwork to like duck the one and then just hit him with the one, two, right? Like I've seen some, I've seen people with like wingtips getting fight and win, right? Because the other person was just so fucking raged and blind with alcohol that the guy that had the, the guy that had the, uh, the clarity just fucking just does like a little slick move. One, two, pow, pow. I say, he's sleep. <laughs> oh, world star. He's sleep. Yo, let him breathe. Let him breathe. He's sleeping. He's sleeping. <laughs> people love seeing people go to sleep, man. Right? Somebody faints. Yo, that girl sleep. Uh, you know what it is, man? Knockouts is just, it's just something about um, people losing control by the hand of somebody else that's exciting. You know, like if you slow down knockouts, it's always like a, it's, all, it's almost like you're seeing a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> like slow down a knockout. Right, it's always that. That's what that's what's exciting. Seeing somebody lose control by somebody else. I got him. I don't know. I, I'm not an advocate for fights, man. The only fight I've ever been to was in seventh grade. I'll never forget it, guys. I was in my uh, I was in a music class. I was playing the saxophone. <laughs> you already know this is going to be a ruthless fucking story. Yo, what? You were playing saxophone. What happened? Uh, so I'm playing saxophone in my music class. And uh, some guy kept flicking my ear behind me. Like he kept like, and he was like the hard one. It wasn't like the little playful one. It was that pow. Right. And like on the second or third one, I was like, yo, man, what the fuck? Stop. Right. I was young, nerdy. And then the guy sitting next to me, he was instigating the fight. That's how fights always start too. Like some guy instigating. Yo, you're going to let him do that to you, man? Do I know you? You're going to let him do that to you? You don't got to know me. I'm trying to help you out. You're going to let him do that to you? And then it's like, yo, you need to fight that guy, man. He's not going to stop flicking your ear. You got to fight him. And I was like, yeah, I guess I got to fight him. Like he tricked. <laughs> it was like a, a Jedi mind trick. Some guy just wanted to see a fight so bad that he started like talking me into it. It's like, dude, yeah, go fucking fight that guy, bro. Fight him. And I don't even know how he got away with it. Cause the guy was sitting behind me the whole time while this guy was like, yo, fight that guy. So I, like, if I was the guy, I'd be sitting behind them and be like, yeah, man, fight me, bro. <laughs> no, or, or no, I don't want to fight. Don't do that, man. <laughs> so, uh, I turned around and then I go, uh, Hey, look, man, these guys, uh, they want to see us fight. So let's, uh, let's do this. Let's pretend fight. This is me talking my way out of it. Let's pretend fight to give him a show. And then we just uh, call it quits. We call it even. What do you say? And he's like, all right, yeah, we'll pretend fight. Now, how old are we at? Let's see. You, uh, you finish elementary school at 10. Then sixth grade is 11. So I was like 12 years old when this happened. Okay. <laughs> that guy invented pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, he's probably collecting bets. Yeah, that guy was like uh, Don King, the greatest fight in America. <laughs> no, only in America, only in the schoolyard. <laughs> this guy's gonna walking around collecting bets. All right, everybody, pull up your lunch money. What do we got? What do we got? I got my money on the saxophone player. So, uh, all right, so I'm, I'm pretend fighting this kid, right? And then uh, he started hitting me for real. Like I, I felt it. Like he was actually like going hard. 
So I, I was getting pissed because we were supposed to pretend fight. And then I just, I just snuck one in and I hit him in the mouth and then he started bleeding. And I'll never forget what he said to me. He looks at his busted lip. And I, I remember that like when he opened his lip, there was like a pool of blood right where the gums were. And even I felt bad. I was like, oh shit, sorry, dude. And he goes, I, I'm gonna I'm a fight you when I feel better. <laughs> I'll never forget that because not only did I feel bad, but I kind of won my first fight and we were just kids, man. It was like an innocent, it was like an innocent moment of being a child or it's like, oh, I hurt somebody today and I didn't want to, but it was just a weird set of circumstances. Well, what happened? He was flicking my ear and then the guy next to me wanted me to fight. So then I turned around and I said, do you want to pretend fight? And then he hit me for real. And then I fucking clobbered him. <laughs> it was weird, man. Let's see. Uh, he, he was on the take. What instrument did the other guy play? He played the trumpet. <laughs> saxophone wins. Who's got your money on saxophone? Well, saxophone's got to lift a lot more weights, man. A trump. This is how the commentators would be like, well, Manny Garavito plays the tenor saxophone, so he's got a very, very heavy instrument. Uh, Oscar over here, on the other hand, plays a light trumpet. Not a lot of weight, not a lot of finger pressure to put down those uh, valves in the cylinders. So I really think Manny has the upper hand in this because of that saxophone power. Not only that, you got to use your entire body as a harness to lift up said saxophone. So he's got a little more core power. Trumpet, not so much. Trumpet just needs to uh, bend that elbow in. <laughs> that would be the commentators for the, uh, the uh, instrument match. Now, if I had to fight a guy that played the trombone, now that's a whole fucking different story. What? A trombone player would have fucked me up, man. Like, yo, this guy's stretching out and then he's stretching it back in. So he's already practicing that fucking right. You know what I mean? Pow. And then you clock it back and then pow, you do it again. <laughs> yo, that's awesome, man. Hey, it's all, hey, you know what? You guys really, you guys really make this show a lot of fun, man. Thank you. Oh, man. All right. With that being said, let's, uh, let's get to the uh, sponsors, guys. Uh, what's up, Lorena? Welcome. All right. This show is sponsored by my boy, L.U. Venus, uh, which is a badass health insurance agent helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, he's got health insurance answers. Make sure you reach out to him, L.U. Venus. That's E-L-I-U dot B-I-N-A-S at U-S-H advisors dot com. What's up, firefighters there? What's up, um, Mitchy, Mitchy Waves? Welcome to the chat. We're talking about last night's fight. What did you guys think? Um, there are other rumors about trumpet players, just saying. What's up, Immacula? Let's see. Uh, let, me read, uh, let me read more of these. All right, Tyson Mayweather. Ah, but Mayweather's kind of new school, man. I don't think Tyson Mayweather... Besides, man, how boring are Mayweather fights? I've, I've seen a lot of Mayweather fights, and I've never been impressed. I mean, he's got technique. He knows how to avoid. He knows how to out-stamina the other person, but they, they've never been, like, adventurous fights. It, it's, like, it's like an asshole fighting, you know? Just 
He doesn't do shit. Then the guy gets tired. Then he does a, you know, and then he wins by technicalities. All right, the person that uh, ran around the ring the most, give it up for money, May Mayweather. You know, and he's all cocky about it. It's like, dude, you didn't do shit. I didn't see anything at all. You just won because, I don't know, you have more energy. I don't know what to tell you. I'd like to see a midget lesbian mud brawl. Dude, go in the middle of America. I'm sure you could see that for like five bucks and a beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, saxophone becomes a weapon at that point. No, I actually rented it from the school, so I couldn't take it out with me. I had to leave the class and leave it behind. Um, let's see, Tyson Foreman. Uh, then they grill the burger after the fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Foreman and Tyson would actually be a good one. But I, I don't think Foreman is still like boxing or at least I don't think George Foreman, I think after he made all that money with the grill, I think he's, he just he just stopped. You know, I don't really think he's lifting weights. I don't think he's doing sit-ups. I think he's a married man and just living comfortably, right? Don't really think it's going to happen with, uh, with uh, George Ford. Come on, man. You're at home grilling with your, with your wife. It's over. You're done. You're retired. Uh, do you remember Tyson's barb ear bite? I think it was 96. I do. I actually saw that match live because my dad bought the pay-per-view and he, he had this projector and we, we watched the whole fight. And... Uh, yeah, I thought that I think that was rigged too, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I think uh I think uh, what was his name? Uh what was the guy's name that, that got his uh, ear bitten? I think I think whoever got his ear bitten off had to get paid a lot of money because they're like, all right, I'll lose the match, but I ain't going down. All right, so then what how how else can you go down? I don't know, man. Bite my ear or something. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> And then, you know, they got a chunk of his ear off and it's like, all right, that's it. We got to end the match, man. The guy's injured. Yeah, man, boxing, you know, now that, now that you mentioned that, Holyfield, there you go. Yeah, man, now that you mention it, rigged, just fucking rigged, man. Um, boxing for me is just not exciting. Um, if I wanted to see a real fight, I don't know, man, go play Pokemon online on your phone. You ever play Pokemon and you met somebody, you do a match. That's not rigged. Those are real fights right there, bro. <laughs> I don't know. What kind of, where can you see a fight that's not rigged? Um, all right, here's a good one. So here's what you would do. If you guys really want to go on and start seeing real fights, uh, people that argue with their, uh, their boyfriend or girlfriend or their wife or, or, or husband, uh, go on live stream. Be like, all right, guy, hey. You're right. You're like, I, I set up the camera, be like, yo, what's up? Manny Garavito here. I'm about to get in a fight with my wife. Uh, we here arguing about uh, who has to make a bet in the morning. So uh, if you guys want to place your bets, go ahead and do it now before we get started. You know, this, this gets heated. Why can't you fucking make the bet? Because I, you're a fucking grown man. You have to make your own fucking bet. We both sleep on the same bed. Why? It's like, oh, oh, oh. And then, you know, next thing you know, it might get physical, right? The wife... Bing, bing. Oh, he's sleep. Yo, I had my money on wifey. Pay up, pay up. What's up, AG Customs? Divorce court. Yeah, divorce court is also fake. Fire, uh, firefighters there. Firefighters there says, oh, fights at the strip club. You know what? Um, yeah, I think that's the future of fighting, guys. I think in the future, 
whenever uh, a fight breaks out, you pull out your phone and you start recording it. And then in the chat, you start telling people to place their bets. You know what? That's probably the least way to see an unrigged fight. I mean, that's probably the best way to see an unrigged fight. Whenever a fight happens, immediately go live and say, this fight just started. I have $20 on the guy in red. is like, all right, all right. I got all the bets. And then you know everybody. You got the ledger, right? Sam, you said you put $20. When I see you, bro, you put the camera on yourself when you're live. Sam, you said you had $20 on the fight. When I see you, bro, I want my fucking money. All right? Let me screenshot this. That's That's how you see real fights that are not rigged. Shit that happens, you commentating, and you going live and taking bets. Everything else is rigged. You heard it here first at the Miami Comedy Podcast. If you want to see unrigged fights and you want to start making bets, do it live when somebody's uh, going on a fight. What about that Tyson fight? That's what we were talking about, AG Customs. (laughs) AG Customs showing up 30 minutes late. How about that Tyson fight, huh? (laughs) Oh, man. Everything is better at the strip club. Purest fights are on the kids' playground, ages four to six. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Right there. That's another way to see an unrigged fight. If you guys want to see a fight that's not rigged, what you do is you, you, you take your kids to the playground and you just watch them little motherfuckers figure it out on their own. I want to go down the slide first, but I waited in line. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go down the slide. No, you don't. And be like, yo, I'll be showing up to my, <laughs> I'll be showing up to the kid's parents. Who, whose parents? Is that your kid right there? Yo, I got $20 on my kid. Put $20. $20, man. Why are you scared? Put $20. All right, let's watch this shit happen. Oh, that baby sleep. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Um, came in late. Yeah, we usually start at six o'clock, AG Customs. And uh, we hear, uh, we just talk, we just talk some shit, you know. We just go live, talk some shit. If anything funny happens, I'll record it. I'll post it later. I'm actually starting to like this show, man. I'm getting used to it. You know, going live every day is, is a little weird, but uh, I like it. You know, meeting people like you talk your shit. Memorable nights, you know, and that's what comedy is all about. People just getting together and just talk your shit. Um, I feel bad. I saw a video of somebody that placed a bet on the fight last night. Uh, and I want to know if uh, Tobias says it's great. Thank you, Tobias. Uh, appreciate you, man. Thank you for all the uh, support over on YouTube land. Um, winner gets ice cream, loser gets ice packs. <laughs> uh, Montez says, a Jew and an A-Rap. That'll be legit. Wow. Really? Is that what we're going to do? Uh, last night's fight, yeah, uh, uh, the guy that lost, they try to make it a racial thing. It's like, oh, white barbers are going to post that photo of the white guy going like this and the black guy knocked down. It's like, why does it got to be racial, guys? God damn. You know what it is, man? Us as human beings, we'll never get rid of racism because we're different. We're fundamentally different. And you know what's the funny thing is about racism? It's not necessarily your skin color or where you're from. It's just what you believe in. Like racism really just emerges from what your thoughts are. I like raisins in my potato salad white person. I like raisins in my picadillo. 
uh, Latin person. I like uh, collard greens, black person. It's like, yeah, I mean, we were brought up with that, but that doesn't necessarily, because I, I know a white person that could like collard greens and I know a, a, a black person that can like potato salad. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's really not about the color of your skin. It's really just about what, what do you believe in, you know? What are the things you believe in? Oh, you must be different because you think differently than me. Uh, duh, stupid. It's called being human. We all think differently. Uh, I hate black people. No, you hate what they represent. You hate what they think. So yeah, a lot of people made last night's fight racist. Like, did you see the, the meme that goes, white barbers are gonna have a photo of this guy on, the, on their barbershop? It's like, wow, <laughs> really, bro? <laughs> I don't know, man. But like over here, just like uh, Montez007 says, I wanna see a Jew and an Arab on the ring. Wow, really? <laughs> That'll be legit. Proud Boys versus Antifa. You know what, Alex, there you go. There you go. I'd like to see that. Uh, what's up? Um, no, no, Selen. Uh, no, no, Selen. All right, I don't know. True that. Proud Boys versus Antifa. Yeah, I would like somebody to go up and be like, I'm representing Antifa. I'm representing a Proud Boy. Let's fight. Bing, bing, bing. And you know, it shouldn't even be physical. It'd be like, who can lie better? <laughs> who can convince people better? Well, I believe that America's going down the shit or I actually think it's going up. And then, you know, they just argue and then it'd be like, all right, and the winner that made the majority of the crowd believe them is? Um, so to go back to the fights, guys, have you ever lost a lot of money uh, quickly? You know that feeling you get? What's up, Sunny Days? Welcome to the chat. You know that feeling you get when you lose a lot of money quickly? I don't know if you guys are gamblers. I used to gamble a lot. Um, I saw a story somewhere that somebody lost a whole shit ton of money from last night's fight. And it, 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 it took me back, right? I, I went back in time and I started realizing it's like, yeah, man, losing money fast is worse than losing money slow. Because losing money fast almost has that feeling like you got robbed, even though you put yourself in that scenario. <laughs> right, because you can go on a date with somebody and then the check comes and it's $100 more than you expected. You're like, God damn, who the hell ordered the crab cakes? Damn, bitch, how hungry are you? Uh, yeah, I said I was going to order crab cakes. Yeah, damn, $28 for crab cakes, why? <laughs> right, so that's a slow way to lose money. You kind of see it coming. All right, you know, yeah, I did, I did say you could get the crab cakes. All right, and we did get dessert, and we each got three drinks. All right, all right, right? You pay it off, then you add the tip, and you're like, God damn, this was expensive. But when you got money in the game, and then it's like, bam, you lost $500. Oh, shit. Yo, I just lost $500 in like a second. That shit hurt like a motherfucker, man. You know why that hurts more? Because it feels as if you can do something to get it back. <laughs> I can do something. I can say something. The money went away so fast. I feel like I can do something to get it back just as fast. I could rob this place. I'm robbing the casino. <laughs> Happens to married guys every day. Divorce is the biggest L a guy can take, bro. What? Yeah, divorce is definitely not. Uh, it's <laughs> If you guys want to see a rigged fight, go to divorce court. Yeah, now I know what you mean. <laughs> That's a rigged fight. Who said that? Who said divorce court was a rigged fight? Uh, yes, it's called wedding party. Fastest way to lose money. No, man, I'm talking about like, 
I'll tell you guys a story on how fast I lost $800. And when I was a gambler, this is back in like 2006, 2007, I was uh, heads up with some old lady at a, uh, playing uh, um, Texas Hold'em, right? Me and this old lady, right? And it's an old lady. So I'm like, I could pull this lady into giving me some of her money, right? And I was going to bluff her, right? There was like a king and an ace on the table. And for some reason, I didn't believe she had the king or the ace. So I was like, I'm going to act like I got the king and the ace because fuck this old lady, right? And I'll never forget, she was wearing a scarf. She looked like she was in her 80s. She had like that, the crinkly paper skin, right? Very delicate looking. And she was drinking Diet Sunkissed and she was just there pouring it. And she had sunglasses on, which was a red fucking flag. If an old lady is on the table, is on a poker table with sunglasses on, red flag. Red flag, man. That lady knows what she's doing. Old people with sunglasses in the poker table, red flag. All right, that's today's advice. Right, as she's there pouring her sun kiss, and I'm there thinking, and I'm like, "All right, I'm all in." And I was trying to push this lady off the pot. I was like, "Get, get, get off the pot, old lady. Go back to your house. Go put some fucking, uh, I don't know, some incense or some of those dolly things that you put over furniture. Go back home. Give me this fucking pot." So I put eight hundred dollars of my money into the pot, and she goes, "I call," and she fucking had the king and the ace, bro. And I lost $800 like that. Now, it happened so fast that my emotional brain was actually thinking to myself, it's like, I should rob this bitch. (laughs) Because when you lose money that fast, you actually start like, I could do this, man. I could could really rob her. Like she she has it in chips. Like I could find her in the fucking parking lot. I could just follow her and just take the money. Like your brain thinks that when you lose money fast. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't gamble anymore. That old lady actually saved my life because when she took $800 of my money uh, like that, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to gamble again. And surely enough, I didn't. Can you imagine if she didn't do that to me? I'd still be gambling today. I probably wouldn't have enough money to go on live stream. Um, Money is just emotions, man. That's what it is. Money, little pieces of paper or little numbers on your computer screen. You connect that emotionally. And then when you lose it, your brain starts like, coming up with scenarios and shit. That's why people get robbed and mugged and shot and shit for money, pieces of paper. It's crazy. Like you would vote for a president if they were like, hey, you vote for me, I'm giving you the $1,200 stimulus check. Oh shit, we gotta vote for this guy. This is an entire country now. We gotta vote for this guy. He's giving the $1,200 stimulus check, bro. We gotta get this guy in office. Yeah, but it's just $1,200, man. That's like what, two weeks of pay. Nah, I mean, $1,200 can really help us out right now. <laughs> What's up, APV Anueva? Tobia says, yeah, a loss burned me for life. Never again. Yeah, one big loss will actually allow you to never make a big mistake again. I'll give you guys another example, man. I lost uh, $12,000 starting a website. Like I paid a guy to run a code for a website that gets uh, comedy shows and aggregates it, right? And then uh, he built it and I was like, all right, thanks. Uh, it's not working. It's like, oh yeah, you, you gotta hire somebody to uh, do maintenance on it. I'm like, so what, wait a second. Um, I paid you $12,000. Like, yeah, I built it. So like it, it runs and I'm like, yeah, but it's not running now. Yeah, because it worked a month ago. 
but now it's not working because you need somebody to go in and fix the code because something changed in the code. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you never told me that this was going to be an ongoing thing. It's like, I have, it's not like he robbed me. He didn't rob me. He just showed me that this is not how code works. Code needs to be constantly updated, Manny. And I'm like, fuck, man. So this $12,000 investment is now $1,000 a month forever. Hey, man, you said built it and I built it. (laughs) And then I learned my lesson. I said, never invest in something you don't understand. Warren Buffett said it best. Never invest in something you don't understand, right? I don't understand this lady has King Ace. Surely enough, she did. I shouldn't have made that $800 investment. When you get burned hard is how you learn how to be better with your money. Facts. When did you guys lose a whole ton of money? Put it on the chat. Give us an example of when you guys lost a lot of money and you were like, wow, I'm never doing that mistake again. Uh, That was definitely one of them. Um, Dude was uh, trained by uh, El Chapo. (laughs) No, man, this guy was uh, from Argentina. He was a coder. What's up, Manrique? Moonchild Media, what's up, guys? We're talking about money and emotions. Um. Yeah, man, you know, you lose 50 bucks on a date, you'll still call her and text her even though you didn't get any. Um, You lose $50 on a shitty meal. You know, you still go back to the restaurant, maybe. But losing 12 grand, losing $800 like that, that's painful, man. That hurts. It's like, oh, God, what the fuck? I felt like I got shot. Oh, God, that shit stings. Um, But then you never do it again. You know what I mean? Uh, did you invest in Bitcoin? No one understood that shit, but one big. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we can get into that. I can riff on that because everyone's telling me to invest in Bitcoin, but I don't understand it. It's like, all right, so let me get this straight. This is internet money. All right, so dollars can't be used on the internet. So then what's the difference? One is run by the Federal Reserve and the other one is not. So who runs the one that's not? So then why the fuck would you put so much money into it? It's the next big thing. <laughs> Montez, Montez 007 says my first wife. Ooh, yeah, that'll never get married again, Montez. That's the lesson learned. Uh, don't get married again. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I'm only going to have side chicks for the rest of my life. You only, get, uh, you only get married, and this is both for men and women. I think you only get married when you're getting old and you need somebody to look after you. I think that's the best way to get married, you know, because then you got somebody that's like through thick and thin, I'm going to stay with you. So now that you're old and decrepit, I made my vows. So let's get married. Um, A lot of people get married just to get like out of the emotions and shit. What's up, G Andrea? XOXO. Ooh, we got an XOXO in the house. I always like the XOXO in girls' usernames because that just goes to show how flirtatious they are. I'm going through a divorce right now. Don't get married. There you go, G Andrea. But don't worry, uh, G Andrea. uh, The odds are on your favor. Well, of course he's divorcing you, G. Andrea. Look how flirty you are. You're blowing hugs and kisses to people you don't even know. I divorce. If, if my wife came out on Instagram and she had XOXO in the back, I'd be like, we're going to have to talk. You want to explain this? <laughs> oh, man. Just kidding. I hope it goes well. Uh, as for Bitcoin, Alex. Yeah, a lot of my uh, investor friends are like, you got Bitcoin? Did you invest in Bitcoin? And... I, I want to, but at the same, his loss, (laughs) his loss, 
Um, bro, how messed up is it that your partner is automatically entitled to half after 10 years, even if you don't get married? You do? Is that true, Alex? That's fucked up, man. So like somebody that, so my side chick of 10 years can, can take me to court? <laughs> Wait a second. That's fucked up, man. It's like, uh, you've been seeing me for over 10 years now. It's like, yeah, what's your point? It's like, I want to get married. It's like, you know, I have a wife. Yeah, what's your point? I'm telling you right now that uh, I want to get married with you. So I'm no longer your side chick. I'm your future wife. Uh, that's not going to happen. Then I'm taking your ass to court. <laughs> I want half of your shit and half of your wife's shit at the same time. What do you think about that? How? Uh, according to the law, if we've been together for 10 years or more, I'm entitled to your shit. Wh who came up with that? I don't know. But uh, that's what the law says. Bro, who the fuck put that in law? You know what I mean? What's up, Nikambo? Who put that in law that 10 people, uh, 10 years in a relationship, somebody gets half your stuff, man. It's like, I didn't marry you for a reason. It's like, yeah, man, but if you fucking somebody for 10 years, man, you owe them something. Owe them what? What do I owe them? I was just having fun. Bitch, I took you to Disney World. I want more. Disney is not enough. We went to vacation. We went all over the world. I told my wife it was a business trip. Yeah, exactly. I'm done with the lies. If I'm dedicating more than 10 years, I want more than a lie, Manny. <laughs> I'm taking your ass to court. I love you to death, but I got to take you to court. I want to be the main chick. You know what I would do? I would actually get with the girl and then find myself another side chick. <laughs> you know? Uh, the more side chicks you have, the less they each get. Yeah, you gotta you gotta divide your uh, your estate evenly across your side chicks. <laughs> Bitch, I told you we can only hang out in the winter. Why? Because I got three other chicks. I gotta hang out with them during the other seasons. I got the spring side chick. I got the summertime side chick, and I got the fall side chick. Your winter time, okay? Winter time is beautiful. We go to Canada. Right? The beautiful snowy mountains. We go do that together. I want to see autumn in Paris. Well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, you know what you do? Every side chick needs, has a nine-year expiration date. If what Alex says is true, that's what we got to do from now on, fellas. You can't see somebody for more than nine years because then you, you're getting into risky territory. I'd be like, look, Sarah, I've been having a lot of fun together. I think what we've been going through is, is great. And, you know, I'm really enjoying uh, you know, me, you being my side chick and all, but uh, the side chick expiration date is coming up. What's that? Uh, nine or more years. <laughs> so it breaks my heart. Well, how about this? How about if you break up with them and then you, you get back, right? So, all right, so that if, if you like your side chick that much that you're staying with her for more than 10 years, here's what you do. You pull out your phone and then you go, uh, hey, what's up? Manny on IG Live, you know what it is, everybody. I just want some witnesses. Uh, Sarah, come. Come, Sarah. Oh, my God, well, what is it? All right. Uh, hey, Sarah, I want to break up. What? Why the fuck do you have the live stream on? Right? And then what you do is, is like, you bring it back, right? You go live again and be like, hey, guys, I just want to let you know, me and Sarah, we made up. So uh, this is our first year together. <laughs> And then you just reset the timer, right? 
And then there you go. You don't have to worry about that again, guys. What's up, Karim? The only other solution is to date rich chicks. $400, but I'm cheap as fuck. <laughs> Tobia says, I lost and it burned me for life. How much? $400. <laughs> that ain't shit, Tobias. What's up, Karim? Um, if she is side chick number three, she better know her role. These females need know their role. Uh, that how you know you make the rules fair. But what the fuck are you guys talking about? You guys need to like elaborate a little bit better on the chat, guys. Uh, what's up, Nelsonian? Oh, what's up, man? Welcome back. All right, everybody. Let's go ahead and wind it down. That was fun. Good little riff. Um, all right. So tomorrow, six o'clock. I even cried. Really, dude? For four hundred dollars, you cried for four hundred dollars? Nah, man. I think uh, once you start hitting four digits, it's when it hurts. Four hundred dollars doesn't really hurt, man. I, I've, I, but then again, you know, I'm living large as a comedian. A thousand dollars hurts. Four hundred dollars sucks, but like you know, whatever. Um, I've made a lot of bad. You know what it is when you run a business, um, money starts accelerating. You know one thing. That's one thing I could share with you guys. One thing I've learned about money as I got older is when you, when you get a check, your money is fixed, right? So it's like, it's like, okay, I'm expecting $1,500 in two weeks and then $1,500 two weeks after that. And then $1,500. So you've got a set amount of money, right? When you, when you do business, it's like, all right, I'm going to drop a thousand dollars on ads. I make back $1,200. I made $200. All right, let's do it again. Let's do $2,000. I make back $4,800. So now I make $2,800. Oh, okay. So let's do that. Right. So then what you do is money starts accelerating. So you start like, you don't get emotionally attached to it when you run a business because you have to spend it to make it. It's almost like your business breathes in and breathes out. So it's like, you got to just drop the money, drop the money. I made five grand. I now got to put three grand. I make six grand. I now got to put four grand. And then it, you, when you're, when you're moving money like that, you kind of lose the emotion for it because it, it's, it, it goes so fast. And that's one thing I've learned. If you're less, if you're not attached to money, you can either be making really good money moves or really bad money moves. <laughs> because people that are not attached to money, you know, they'll go to the nightclub and they'll drop two grand at a VIP seat. And then it's like, they only have like two, three hours of fun before they get blacked out drunk. And then, you know, you're in an Uber like, Dude, did I just spend $2,000 on a bottle? Why would I do that? It's only 2.30 in the morning. I was only there for two hours. What the fuck was that? Right? That's what it is. Uh, you can't be emotionally attached to money. You know what I mean? What's up, Sasha? What's up, Nairas? Uh, I've gotten speeding tickets over $400. Yeah, exactly. What's up, Ardijito? We're here talking about money and emotions. Um, you know... Money really affects humans in such a weird way, right, guys? Like, you see it in rap videos, and you see it, like, like I follow people that, like, when they get money, I want to learn, how did you get that money, right? Like, Jeff Bezos, he's probably one of the richest people in the entire world, and the guy looks like he runs a bookstore. I mean, he does, but it's an unconventional bookstore, <laughs> right? Like, look at Warren Buffett, and look at fucking Bill Gates. Like, those guys don't walk around flaunting money because they understand the psychology of money. Money has nothing to do with pieces of paper, right? That you hold up to your ear or like you with jewelry. Like that's not like what you're doing is you're just telling other people you have it. 
but the real money from the people that really have the money. Cause one thing that society won't tell you is that wealthy people don't tell you they're wealthy because they want to be normal. You know, very wealthy people want to live in society where they're not like looked at like, Oh, he's got money. The ones that flaunt money want that status thing. And it, it almost seems like they, they just want to show that they're better than you, but real wealthy people, they don't necessarily want to be better than you. They're like, no, I just made my money. I worked hard for it. I fucking got it. And I used it right. But please don't judge me. <laughs> please don't think that I'm going to pay your bills. <laughs> please. No sugar babies. Thank you though. No sugar babies. Thank you. Um, dude, because the, the, the the people that really know and understand money, they know that it's not about how much money you make, but what you do to society. How do you change society? When you change society is when you start making money, right? You start Amazon. People click shit. They get it in the mail. This is fucking amazing. I want to do it again. Click, 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 click. Yeah, I should do it too. Click, 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 click. Bam, I'm a billionaire. Balling. Jeff Bezos, he was a billionaire and he was still driving a, a, a Honda. Right, because he understands that shit. Uh, go on HBO and look up Warren Buffett's uh, documentary. That guy goes and orders a, a fucking cheese McMuffin in the morning, and depending on how the the stock market is doing, he adds the bacon or he holds the bacon. It's like, oh, the market is doing bad. Go ahead and hold the bacon, just the cheese McMuffin, please. Yeah, I don't want to go all out. People, we're kind of in a recession right now. <laughs> right. And you don't see people like Bill Gates or fucking, uh, I don't know, Elon Musk on music videos waving around their calculators side to side and shit, you know? Because that, that, that's, that's what real baller shit is, man. Like real baller shit are the kinds of people that surprise you with money. Do you know what I mean? That's the real baller shit. It's like you, somebody invites you over to their house and you're like, yo, what the fuck? You live like this? It's like, yeah, man, don't let uh, don't let my 13 followers on Instagram fool you, man. <laughs> I'm out here making bread. <laughs> or, you know, when you go to a restaurant with like 12 of your friends and then the bill comes and it gets awkward. It's like, oh, how are we going to split this? There's 12 people in our table. And then, you know, somebody just goes, yo, let me get that check, man. I got it. Yo, what? It's like, yeah, man, I got it. How much is it? It's three hundred and eighty five dollars. I got that shit, man. Hey, I got it. Hey, it's on me, everybody. Everybody's like, oh my God, Manny, where did you get the money? I'm balling, right? How are you balling with a fucking uh, uh, <laughs> Calvin Klein shirt on? Because I saved my money, bitch, right? That's real baller shit. Not people with Rolex watches and jewelry and all that status. You know, if you, want some, if you want somebody that's got money, look for the people that wear fanny packs. One thing I've learned is people with fanny packs, they got money in that fanny pack. Rob that motherfucker, man. That's where the real dough is at. You know, people can easily buy a fake jewelry, uh, you know, necklace and a fake watch, you know, or they could drive around a leased Audi for $400 a month. That ain't shit. Oh, he drives an Audi. I drive a fucking Audi. You pay $400 a month for it. So the fuck what? All right. Not impressed. Is that a fanny pack? Robbing your ass. After communism, uh, Cubans make a penny a stretch for three weeks. <laughs> Bezos' stepdad is Cuban. He was well-trained. Is that true? Bezos is Cuban? That's what's up. What's up, Miley uh, Jolene? Money is only a trading tool. Yeah, it is. 
Oh, shit. Brickle Batman, you know how money works. Yeah. So that's one thing I'll leave you guys with. Uh, like Brickle Batman said, money is, it has no value, right? Money is just a tool we use. So it's like, if, I, if you want to buy this, right? And like what you do is you, you, I don't know, you own sheep. You're like, I'll give you one of my sheep for your high-tech microphone. I'd be like, man, fuck you and your sheep. It's like, I'll give you $300 for your microphone. I'd be like, all right, here's my microphone. Grab the $300, buy another microphone. And then I got enough for Chick-fil-A. So in our heads, that's how money works. It's like a measuring tool. It's like a stick you use that you put onto something. It's like, this is worth this much, but this itself isn't worth shit. It only helps us trade better. You know what I mean? So people that have money and they hold it up to their fucking head and, you know, hey, we balling. It's like, this is, that's just paper, man. What are you doing for society that you get it? Oh, I'm under contract with Capitol Records. Exactly. You ain't doing shit. <laughs> All right. There you go, everybody. You get a little bit of everything with the Miami Comedy Podcast. You get a little bit of humor, a little bit of community, and a little bit of life advice that I go through myself. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to tune in every single day at 6 p.m. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great weekend, everybody.